Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Women Camp. Thank you for joining the conversation with the Women Camp community today. Women Camp is a women's empowerment community where we are motivating women to fulfill their purpose. This broadcast is designed to inspire, motivate, and encourage women of all ages, shapes, colors, and sizes. We are all women, here to be courageous, anointed, mighty, and powerful. Stay tuned and join the conversation with your host, Servola, and the Women Camp Team. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and thank you so much for being on the broadcast with us today. We're super excited about our episodes that we've been doing on Get Ready to Launch, Ready, Set, Go, and today, like no other, we're going to launch forward into our next segment where we're going to talk a bit about resilience and understanding the importance of being able to bounce back, but before we get Before we get into all of that, I want to encourage you all by just doing a bit of a recap from our segment from last week. As we always do here on Women Camp, we discuss some of the, the key things that stuck out to us as we were doing our broadcast. And last week we talked about persistence and how important it is for us to be persistent in our fight to fulfill the calling and the vision that we believe we should be fulfilling. And so I want to encourage you all, as you continue to listen into the broadcast, that you continue to be encouraged in the area of where you believe you should be going in your life and the things that you should be accomplishing. You know, today, as we, we talk about being persistent, last week we said that, you know, it's kind of like the woman who who had the, the uh, unfair situation where she constantly kept going to the judge and she kept saying to him, you know, see about me, see about my situation, and the judge kept refusing her and telling her no, and she just kept being persistent. She just kept being persistent and going back and going back, and finally the judge surrendered and said, well, because you have, you know, basically pestered me, bothered me to death, I'm going to give you your request, not because I like you, not because I think that, you know, you're deserving of it, but simply because I just don't want to see your face anymore. And that woman had some utmost persistence. So I want to encourage you all, if you are experiencing some challenges where you are in life, to continue to be persistent and watch and see the goodness that will come through your persistence. You know, Doc, I'm going to turn it over to you for a couple of minutes and just to talk about some of the things that stuck out to you in the broadcast. And then, you know, Samantha, if you would, just follow along after Doc and just share some of the things that stuck out to you um, from this segment that we've been doing on Get Ready to Launch. And, and, to, and then we'll go right into our subject matter for today on resilience. If you would, Doc. Good morning, good morning. I'm so happy to be on the broadcast with you all once again. Surely the Lord has been good and he's been blessing and keeping and strengthening us and I'm yet encouraged in him. What you know really stuck out to me last week when you were talking about going, the persistence of going, uh, the, I really love the portion that uh, that stuck out and you were giving it the uh, definition and you were talking about persistence. But you said that it was something functioning properly, and I love that definition that 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 you gave of that because it means that everything was already together, it was already in order, and and when we talked this uh, talked about that portion of the uh, of the broadcast, it really just layered within my heart because I understand that, you know, in order for you to be persistent, in order for you to continue to move forward, in order for you to go. You have to have things in order. Sometimes things are not going to be in order, but those things don't hinder you. Those things don't keep you from pushing forward. And I love that portion of the t- discussion because it, it kept us going because it was talking about how you're recognizing that we all grow, you know, we all have a growth process and, and how we're 
you know, we're to continue to keep moving forward no matter what's going, you know, what's going on in our lives, no matter what, you know, what may be, you know, come up against us. We're to continue to press forward. And I love that because, you know, when when you think about it in life, if you stop and, and, and give up every time something, every time you have a resistance, then you won't be able to get anything done. You won't get anything accomplished. So, you know, from that I learned that, you know, you know, just keep pushing forward. Just keep moving forward, and we'll get our end results. Amen. Good morning, everyone. God bless you. And, and Pastor Charlene, I absolutely agree with everything you said. And this, this past month has been so exciting when we talk about Ready, Set, Launch. Um, and in reference to uh, GO, it's just the, the moving forward, the continuing to move forward and, and not backing up from what it is that God called us to do. And even when we think about the past uh, broadcast that we've done, um, it was the ready was preparing yourself for what you're about to go through. Um, and the thing about being able to continue on no matter what is that we, we are prepared for it. We were prepared for it before, um, before the obstacles begin to come. The only thing is we didn't know what the obstacles would be. But when we, if we think back, if we look back at, at, the, at the preparation that we did to be ready for for what we're about to uh, experience, for the destiny that we're we are, um, pressing towards, then we realize that we're ready for the call. We're ready for the assignment. We're ready for what we've been called to do, that thing that's burning in our heart for us to accomplish. We absolutely can get it done. Um, so when we think about the, the goal and, I, you know, being an, 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 you know, athlete or previous athlete, I love the the um, example that we used in reference to track, the you know getting in the starting blocks, the the pushing forward, the the um, the acceleration or the the phase, the drive phase when we are um, coming out of the blocks, but always coming out with the mindset that we're going to win in the end. So I love the whole. Um, segment that we did on Ready, Sit, Launch. The whole thing was powerful, and if you haven't heard it, I suggest that you go back and you listen to each and every segment because they really are powerful and life-changing. Amen. So, ladies, I am super excited for us to launch into our subject today. And today we're going to be talking about and the importance of being resilient. And I'm – okay, I'm I'm not going to – I'm not going to to take over the topic too much, but I'm going to introduce it, and then I'm going to allow you guys to expand upon it. So, you know, where is a champion who has never known defeat? Instead, true champions overcome setbacks and defeat with great drive to succeed. You know, and that was um, by Colonel George Fraser of the United States Air Force. Um, and one of the things I want you to remember is that we all have started something and stopped before reaching our goal, whether it be a diet, a new skill, or a DIY project. I've had a lot of those. But we start before we reach, we, you know, we stop before we reach our goal, whether it's because we've had a breakdown or um, we've experienced one failure after another with the DIY project, things just don't seem to be happening the way that we want them to happen. And many times we experience this in life. You know, one of the series that we did here on Women's Camp over the spring was to spring forward fearlessly. And we talked about having bounce-back power. And resilience is just that, the ability to remain focused on the set goal and overcome the setbacks and defeats and disappointment or rejection with bounce-back power. Opening quote gives us a vision of a champion raising her hand in victory because she was resilient, overcoming every adversity and challenge to achieve her goal, being the best. So, ladies, I know today that you're listening to this and you're like, uh, Savola, how can, I, how can I be resilient and how can I have that bounce, that power? So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about, and I want to encourage you that you are resilient and you can uncover your bounce, back power that rests within you, and each and every one of us have a little bit of that, and I believe that. So today we're going to talk about resilience and recognizing what resilience is and emphasizing why it's so important for us to be resilient. So as I said before, resilience is being able to to come back after a setback and you come back better. So ladies, I want to give you guys an opportunity to talk about setbacks that you may have experienced in your life and how you came back greater from those setbacks. And Samantha, I'd like to start with you on that. And then Doc, I'd like for you to just chime right in after Samantha. 
Amen. Prophetess, you know the, the beauty of the of the sit back or the bounce back is that um even as you asked me the question, my mind began to search for the for the example because uh the, the beauty of it is that I forgot about that. I forgot about it. I had to I had to go through the through the challenges in order to experience the victory. And that's the beauty of it and that's that's one thing I do want to say that even as we go through things, you yeah, that that pain, that hurt, um that that experience of of falling down. Um you forget about that and you get back up and you keep running again. One of the gosh, there've been so many when I, you know, as you as you ask the question, I think about it. Um you know whether whether it be an athlete, whether it be playing basketball games or or running track, whether it be um, uh, going through the the challenges of 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 ministry, whether it be um, whether it be going through the the challenges of of trying to obtain a, a degree that that you've been uh, desiring for so long, but feeling like you know at any moment I could just drop out of this and everything will be okay, knowing that it wouldn't. Um, but there's so many challenges, and I'm I'm looking for a specific experience um, that has called me caused me to have to bounce back, and the, and there's been so many. But what what I would say is that when I I look at ministry, um, and you start out with this with the the. Uh, all the all the joy in the world about doing what God has called you to do, and you go and you you press forward and you have the spirit of excellence and you've got everything in order and you're ready to go for it, and then you begin to realize that it's not so simple, it's not so easy, it's not as easy as just loving on people, it's not as easy as just knowing the word of God, it's not so easy as well. Wait a minute, I was prepared for this. There are other uh, things that begin to come up that that would want to cause you to to quit. There's there's the spiritual warfare that goes along with it. There there are people and and them bringing their problems, um, their situations, their hurts and their circumstances, and trying to help them to get over that to realize that they they are lovable, that they do have a purpose and a destiny and a call in God. And so it's so many things that causes people to um, that that causes the that when you look at ministry that causes you to want to. Um, to say, okay, you know what? This maybe this isn't what God called me to do. Maybe maybe I could find something else to do. Maybe there's 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 maybe I didn't hear him right. But then that resiliency, and I do believe that it's a it's an intrinsic um, intrinsic. Uh, button that God has placed on the inside of us that no matter how we could justify giving up, we there's a fresh wind that begins to flow over us, and we say, okay. I can do this another day. This is what I've been called to do. Let me keep pressing forward. Wow, Doc, if you would, a time that you've had to be resilient and use your bounce back power. Samantha's given us an example of how she's had to use it as a pastor. But as a mom, give us an example of how you had to be resilient and bounce back. Oh wow! <laughs> I'm listening to that and, and uh, thinking about um, about uh, I guess it's been maybe about about nine ten years uh, when I had to have a, 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 a surgery, a very very important surgery in my life, and the thought of you know, do I really want to deal with this surgery? Do I want to go through it, or, or do I want to continue to to live with the, the, the discomfort that uh, I was having within my body. And the choice was made after discussion, you know, talking it over with my husband and, and you know, he gave me the, the thumbs up with the okay that he's going to be there with me through it all. And and, and it wasn't, I, I don't think it was as much as a, a, a decision to make as whether I want the surgery. I knew I needed to have it done. But the thought was, uh, was I willing to live with the results after the surgery that that kept lingering within my mind? And once you know we discussed it and we decided on it, then I went forth with the surgery. Now this is this is something that you you know you set out to do and you know that you set out to do it. But after I went forth with the surgery, there was a thought in my mind, you know, this process of going forth to heal afterwards, and I was so you know at the point to where I wanted to just say, you know, I don't think I, you know, I shouldn't have did this, you know, I should have just left my body like it was, you know, just kept dealing with what I was dealing with, you know, I could, uh, you know, I could, I could have kept living with it was the thought process going through my mind. But then I realized that, you know, this was the best thing. 
and the resilience that kicked in was to let, to get it was like confidence that gave me a reassurance that you know yes this is this was the best thing that you could have done you know for your life and and you both agreed on it so it wasn't as if I degree, uh, agreed on it by myself and I just you know was you know out there alone but the the, the we both came to the conclusion that this would be the best thing. So I had the, the resilience that kicked in was to, to tell me, okay, now you can go through this healing process. You can be healed. You can be totally freed within your body and be happy with, you know, the the decisions that you have made. Be happy with, you know, uh, uh, what's going to be coming after the healing process came. And mind you now, the process took, uh, uh, it took months. And, and and I didn't want, you know, I wanted to be quick with, you know, with the healing, but I, I had to realize that it takes time for your body to recover from, you know, any major surgery. But, you know, at the same time, I was still trying to force myself to do things, and I had to realize that, you know, the resilience is that patience comes with this. You know, not only do you have the confidence, but you got to have patience in the midst, in the midst of it. And once I went through the whole process, I am, now I'm, I'm this, you know this happy woman, you know, you know that 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 you know can I I feel within myself that I can do pretty much anything, you know, that I set my mind to do, and I'm happy and I'm excited about it, and I give God thanks for it. So it's it's, it's those times when you have to make decisions, you know, very important decisions concerning your life. And once you make those decisions, don't you know. Don't second guess yourself. Know that this is this is what you need to do, and go forth and, and have the resilience with the confidence to know that you can get this done, and have the patience in the process of it. So, ladies, I want um, I want to dig a little deeper into the subject matter that we have today, and being resilient. And I want to talk a little bit about one of the things that as I began as I was listening to you all share your stories on resilience, one thing that came at, came to me was that one of the areas that we as women have to be resilient is is our fear of rejection. And uh fear that we are, you know, because rejection says that we may feel that we're not lovable. And Samantha, I think you touched on that and feeling that helping people to be encouraged that they're not lovable. And and one of the things that, you know, I even realized about myself that that was a struggle for me is that feeling of rejection, not wanting to be rejected by anyone, not by my, my uh, family, my my husband, friends, or even people that I really didn't know, just having that fear of rejection and because I equated it to being lovable. And then recognizing that, you know, that I am lovable but from from a perspective of that God loves me and that his love is enough. And resilience to me is that we 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 see the tough situations that come into our lives and we we recognize our strengths but we also recognize the areas where we are weak. And we strengthen those weak areas in those troubled times in order to help ourselves to move forward. And you know, we're in a time of the year where there's a lot of joy, there's a lot of love, there's a lot of, you know, talks of peace and different things like that, and people are taking time to spend time with their family and just enjoy these beautiful moments. But there's also women out there who don't have the same luxuries. There's also people who are out there who don't have the same experiences that we may see on television where the young couples are coming together and they are pledging their love toward each other or families are coming together and experiencing their love. And there's families all across the world who, who don't have that experience. And they they have to practice a level of resilience during this time with the hope that their lives could be better. So I want to talk a little bit about that because I think, yes, we, we've talked about from the aspect of being pastors, we've talked about from the aspect of being of surgery, but I also want to talk about the heart. You know, the areas that affect our hearts, uh, those relationships that, that we've experienced hurt in or those those things that we've, we've wanted to be successful in our lives, in relationships or with our children that just didn't seem to pan out the way we wanted them to pan out. Because there are people today who are dealing with these situations who are wanting that love from a family member that just doesn't have the ability to offer them that love. And, and so I want to be able to share with them in our segment today to be able to help them to be able to bounce back as well. 
so ladies, I I know that I know you all personally, so I know that you you know some of your stories, and and if you're willing to be a little bit transparent today and just share some some stories where you you've experienced a heartbreak, but you were able to to come on the other side of that, and you were stronger because of it. And uh, Doc, I know we just went to you, but I'm going to come back to you and then Samantha, you right after, to talk about that because I think that that's important, especially during this time when sometimes people don't have that and they they feel like the only thing they can do is just give up and take their lives. So I really want to encourage those who are listening today who who are experiencing those types of challenges and just encourage you, you to be resilient during this season and during this time. If you would, Doc. Oh, <laughs> that's that's something that's deep, but um, glory to God. You know, when you, when you you know, as you were talking, that you know, what really stuck out to me was, you know, as a <clears throat> as a wife, you know, and a mother, you know, and also a pastor. There are so many areas, and even now, you know, as a grandparent and you know, aunt, and you know, just covering the whole. You know, board of 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 relationships, and think about how you know you feel as if you have done everything in your heart to do that's right concerning other individuals, and and and, and no one really gets under your skin like a relative, like an in law, like a you know a sibling, someone that's very very close to you, and when it's it's when those individuals, you know turn loose or, or, or lose faith in you or, or lose confidence in you and, 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 and turn away from you, those are the times when you really, really, really feel the, the, the that, 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 that level of re, uh, rejection that you, you were speaking of. And uh, thinking about, you know, at one point in my life I, I was, you know, and this is, this is really something very sensitive, you know, to my heart, and I think about you know my family and and um, the different uh, things that we've been through and the different things that you know um, we've lived out in life, and and I, I've always felt like I would you know was doing my best to help people, you know, especially my family. You know, I would go, you know, bend over backwards for my family. But it was a point in my life when I realized that, you know, uh, concerning my sister, you know, it was a point where I realized that I couldn't go any further. I had been pressing and pressing and pressing to, you know, uh, or, or, you know, to do things, you know, for her, do things for her children, you know, and to, you know, to be there for her, to let her know how much I loved her and how much I care for her. But my, I believe my love was not just being displayed through my words, but it was being displayed through my actions, through the things that I was doing, you know, for them. And it got to a point to where, you know, she, I don't, I, I believe it was as if she resisted or she resented, you know, me. And because she resented me, it didn't make a difference what I did. It didn't make a difference what I said. It was always received in the negative context. Uh, uh, I could say it's hot outside, and she would say, "No, it's cold outside." Or I could say it's cold outside. Yeah, you're right, it's cold outside. And she'll say, "No, it's hot outside." You know, to that point, to that extreme, that things had that had gotten all out of control, and I couldn't figure out why. And because I couldn't figure out why, it was it, it was just a form in you know in me of you know you know. Why don't you like me? You know, <laughs> I can't understand why you you don't like me. Why we can't get along? I have done all of these things for you to show you how much I love you, but I couldn't figure it out. And because I couldn't figure it out, that thing got the best of me. I was so, you know, resentful. I was so, you know, I I just wanted to disconnect and turn off, you know, all of the the the, the connections away from her. And and the Lord dealt with me, and he said, you can't turn off. You can't disconnect. You can't lose her like that because she needs you. Even though she's rejecting you, she needs you in her life. And I said, God, I just I can't deal with it anymore. Every time I, I say something, it's the opposite. And then when I do agree, then she switches over completely, you know, and it's like I don't understand why, God, why, why, why. 
And God never told me why, but he just told me, don't turn her loose, don't let her go. And because of that, I wouldn't let her go. But I, 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 I continued. I had to continue to pray when it came down to her because I didn't know. I, you know, I still couldn't put my finger on why things were the way they were, and that thing hurted me. And I felt as if, you know, she was, you know, she, she just refused to allow me to be. She, it was as if she wanted me in her life, but she didn't want me in her life. And 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 so I got to the point to where I just said, no more. I am not going to allow her actions to dictate to me how I should be or how I should respond as a sister. I'm not going to go overboard anymore. I'm not going to do anything less. So in other words, I, I, I got to the point to where I realized I wasn't going to, you know, try to make her understand that I love her or through my actions or, or, or doing things over and beyond for her. I just was going to be just the normal sister. And because of that, you know, things started shifting, things started changing. And I'm at peace and she's at peace. And we're happy with each other. And and, 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 and and I believe that the understanding came once I realized that it wasn't something that I could make or, or, or by what I did, but it was only through me releasing my effort and allowing God to step in. Wow. Amen. Samantha, if you would share with us. Amen. Uh, that, that was so much power in that. And, and Prophetess, you, you asked the question, um, or you made a statement, and you talked about, you, I heard you mention the word rejection, uh, not wanting to be rejected. And that's something that we all deal with, it's, it's, whether, whether people admit it or not. It is something that we all deal with, the fear of rejection, because we all want to be loved. We were created to be loved. Um, and so when we look at rejection, it does have a lot to do with with um, sometimes extending ourselves well beyond what what God designed for us to do. And so we stretch ourselves thin. Sometimes rejection occurs because we've been so hurt and so broken, um, and we, we so desperately want people to love us, but we're afraid to step out because part of that and part of this world, part of this world that we live in, is that we're going to experience the fact that not everybody loves us the way we want to be loved. Not everybody agrees with everything that we say or we do, and not everybody um, appreciates who we are, the things that we do for them. So we all experience rejection at some point, and a lot of times, sadly, it happens in our, in our, um, in our youth. In our beginning stages of life, we experience rejection. And so one of the things I wrote down as Pastor Charlene was talking was, um, and that came to me, was looking for someone to love me who has broken themselves. How can we, we – a lot of times we place so much weight on 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 other people um, to love us the way that we want to be loved, and it happens so much in relationships. We find, you know, broken people, and, and so they find someone who, who does love them, but they're broken themselves, and so they don't really know how to love the other person the way that they want to be loved. And so then we find ourselves in that place where, where we're, you know, we're experiencing the brokenness all over again. And you, what you have is so many people trying to pick up broken pieces, pieces, and some people just leave them on the ground. And so we have all of this rejection that we're feeling, and it leads to that um, – you talked about people in this season and, and the, the hurt that they experience. And, 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 yes, for some reason, this time of year, with all of the joy, it also brings so much pain out of people, and they feel like this isn't, this isn't a joyful season, and how am I supposed to experience joy when, when, when the person that I love the most is gone? Or how am I supposed to experience joy, joy when, you know, my family doesn't talk to me? How am I supposed to experience joy when, when – um, you know, I, my my kids don't receive me the way I want them to receive me. Um, but I, I have to say, and I, I have to say this to, um, and because it spreads across so many age groups, uh, make sure that you you realize the value in your own life. We have to stop putting so much weight on how other people see us and begin to recognize who we are. That's part of that beginning to build on broken pieces, beginning to pick up those pieces. When we allow ourselves to get in a place with God and begin to see the worth that we have on our lives, and when we see the worth that we have on our life, we begin to pick up those pieces that we thought were broken, the pieces that we thought weren't worth anything, the pieces that we thought um, didn't matter to anybody else. We begin to pick up those pieces because we see worth in them. We see the worth, and you have to begin 
to see the worth in yourself, that you are worthy of love, that you are worthy um, of, of the honor that people place on you. Because a lot of times when people begin to tell people who are broken that they did something good, they, they try to find a way to reject the the uh, the value that is placed on them, but we have to stop rejecting the value that is placed on our lives and begin to see the worth in who God has created us to be. Um, and then I wrote down another question: How do I find resiliency from a broken heart? Because there's so many people that experience the brokenness, and it just didn't come up in this season. It's something that they've been dealing with for uh, the past year, for the past years. So how do I find resiliency from a broken heart when my heart has been broken so many times, when I've trusted so many people, even from, you know, a young age, I trusted people, and they, they hurt me, they rejected me, they dropped me when they were supposed to be carrying me. It's so funny, and I'll share this. Um, <clears throat> I grew up. Um, my name is Samantha, but I grew up, my family gave me a nickname, and I didn't understand why they gave me the nickname, and it's not a terrible one. It's just I always thought, well, that's somebody else's, a, that's a name. Why, why are you giving me somebody else's name? Well, they would call me Mandy. Um, my family calls me Mandy, and I couldn't understand why. Why are they calling me Mandy? But when I got older, I began to look up the name, and Mandy means worthy of love. And I just thought that was so interesting because I grew up being a kid that went through a lot of things, as, as so many children do. I went through a lot of things that, that, that could have broken me, that could have caused me to, to end my life at an early stage. I, I, there was a, a, a 10-year-old girl in Colorado that just took her life uh, maybe two weeks ago, and it broke my heart because her parents said she, she was bullied so much that she couldn't take it anymore. And it broke my heart. And I had to say, well, God, what was the difference? Because there could have been so many times that I said, no, um, I, I can't do this anymore. And, and I could have found a way um, to end it all. But there's, there's, there's this resiliency that God places on the inside of you, and it becomes a matter of if you want to hear, if you want to tap into it, um, the resiliency that God has placed on the inside of you, that bounce back power, or if you want to say, I can't take it anymore. Ending, it, ending your life or, or, or cutting yourself off from people is not the answer. Um, it's finding that, that bounce-back power on the inside of you. is getting around people. One of the tricks of the enemy is isolating yourself. When he can isolate you from other people, um, then he begins to speak negative things into your head. But when you feel like you are at that point of rejection where you don't want to be around anybody, where you're, where you're starting to ask the question or say, make statements like nobody loves me and what would it matter if I, if I ended it all today, that's when that bounce-back power happens has to come up on the inside of you. And sometimes that bounce back power looks simply like, let me go find myself. Let me go put myself in the position of being around people who do care for me. Sometimes we try to force ourselves into certain, um, certain arenas. We want to be just around certain people. And we don't see the family that God is trying to give us. We don't see the love that he's trying to pour out on us. We don't see what he's building for us. But And all we see is that little, I'm supposed to fit in this box. But God provides so much more for us. He provides that love that we need. We've just got to be willing to accept it. And we've got to be willing to get into that place where we don't allow the enemy to trick us and isolate ourselves. We've got to be willing to get into that place where we see the vast amount of love that he is providing, where we see the people that do look at us and say, wow, I can't believe you have that gift. That's so amazing. I can't believe you can do that. That's so awesome and begin to put ourselves in the position where people do love us and allow and, and we do see the worth in ourselves and we're able to begin to pick up those pieces that were broken and have that bounce back power because there are so many people that love you. There are so many people that appreciate you. There are so many people that, that want to see you succeed in life and want to see you grow, want to see you be all that God has called you to be. That's part of that bounce back power. That's what you have. That's what people um that's the value that people see in you. You've just got to begin to see that value in yourself. Amen. Wow. This has been awesome. As we continue on talking about recognizing those areas, I wanted to share a story. Um, and many of you have heard me talk about uh, when my husband and I first got married and the challenges that we we face. And for those of you who haven't, um, George and I have been married for 17 years, and God has been just so gracious, and he's been such a blessing in my life, and I truly, truly love my husband. 
And, you know, one of the situations that I experienced was that when we first initially got married, he was very hurt. And Samantha kind of touched on this thing. She was talking about our expectations of people when they're hurt themselves, when they are broken themselves, when they're experiencing challenges themselves, and how sometimes we can have very high expectations of people and because of what our needs are or what we feel that we deserve at the time. And you know, because George was so broken and he was so hurt, there was just a lot of rejection that I experienced. There was just a lot of, of hurt that I experienced. I remember one story that I told before, and, and when we uh, used to do a lot of couples events, um, told the story of how, you know, I, I had went through the whole house and I cleaned the entire house, and I felt so so proud of myself because I'm like, we've we've got three kids at home and another relative staying with us, and I'm thinking, wow, finally I have conquered the house. I have actually went through and cleaned the entire house and washed all of the clothes and put them away. You know how that feels, ladies. You put you prop your feet up and you're like waiting for everybody to come home to boost you up and say, "Wow, you did such an awesome job." And it just so happens that you know um, I was um, I went on and I was like, "Well, let me go ahead. I've already accomplished everything else early. Let me start preparing dinner." So as soon as you know George had made it home before the kids this day, and so we're we're all getting ourselves situated. Well, I'm getting myself situated. I'm getting dinner prepared, and, and you know uh, when you have a, a nice size family, you you do what you do, and that that just happened to be a spaghetti day for us. <laughs> and so I'm putting everything together, and I hope that you guys can even envision all of this now. And I'm so happy because I feel like George is going to walk in the door whenever he walks in and just be so excited about everything that was accomplished. Well, that was not the case when when George walked in the door. George began to tell me everything that was wrong in the house. Um, he talked about the tile and how I mopped the floor, but I didn't get in between the grout really well. And I was like, well, what do you expect me to do? And he was like, well, get on your hands and knees with a toothbrush and scrub that out. And I was like, okay. And so he went into his drawers. And just one thing after another. Dinner wasn't ready, but he was home early, so... I didn't think it was a big deal, and there was a comment made about, like, my dinner on the table or something like that, and I was just like, okay, what in the world is happening at this moment? And it was just one thing after another, and that was just one of the days at that time. And for a few years, that's that's how things were. You know, there were there were challenges, and I remember going to bed several nights just crying and just trying to figure out what I got myself into. And... I remember one time having a conversation with my mom, and I, I was sharing with her, and I was just crying, and, and then she was like, you know, what are you going to do about it? You know, you, you can sit here and complain, and you can cry, and you can tell your story and, and, and everything, and, I, and I, you know, I'll pat you on your back and send you on your way, basically, but what are you going to do about it? You know, are you going to continue to allow this to, to basically um, deteriorate you or basically take all the joy that you have inside of you in every moment that you experience this, you're allowing it to be taken away. And before then, before she said that, the key thing is I didn't think I had a choice. I didn't think I had a choice to receive it differently. I didn't think I had a choice to respond to it differently. I didn't think I had a choice to choose to be happy over all of the, the, the sadness that I had been feeling, over all the hurt that I had been feeling. And, Samantha, I believe you touched on it very clearly. We have a choice to be resilient. We have a choice to to acknowledge that bounce back power and to use it to our advantage. And at that day when she said that, it was like a light bulb struck in me. And I decided that I was just not going to allow myself to continue. I choose to have joy in spite of every situation. So when I go home and, you know, I was still doing everything around the house, but this time I just I just changed my approach. George and I would have our moments, and I just decide that I'm just not going to allow it to tear me down anymore. And, you know, and after much prayer and after, you know, counseling sessions and different things, and God healed his heart, and, and I can't tell you how grateful I am and how much stronger we are as a couple because of that. You know, after years of being frustrated and, and trying to do things my way and having my moments where I was just like, you know what, if you're not going to value me, I'll find someone else that will or 
And, and I'm sure he was thinking, okay, what is going on? I thought I was doing good, but he didn't recognize that he was trying to love me from a broken place. And sometimes, ladies, that's just like Samantha said, sometimes people are trying to love us from a broken place and they think that they're loving us. But we have to be, we have to be strong enough to love ourselves. We have to be strong enough to, to see the joy in every situation no matter what, to see the positive instead of the negative, to embrace the goodness of God instead of looking at the negativity that the enemy brings. You know, uh, my husband and I were having a talk the other day, and, yes, I'm still married to the same man for the last 17 years, and I'm so grateful. You know, and we were talking the other day, and I was telling him, I said, you know, I, I make a choice. I choose to see the positive. And I said, because if I don't choose to see the positive, then I will get swallowed up in all the negativity. And I think that's so important for us to recognize that when we allow the stresses of our lives, I think it was Kevin Costa that said that stress kills our perspective. When we allow stress to kill our perspective, then it takes away from us our perspective to have the joy that we have and to see beyond our circumstance. And, and part of why stress will kill your perspective is because it causes you to only focus on the stressful thing, like that thing that's stressing you out, that's just causing you to be, you know, so, so full of fear and anxiety. And when you allow or you embrace what Christ brings, he comes to bring us perspective, not for just a day, but Kevin Costa said for an eternity. And I agree with that. I agree that when we allow Jesus to come into our heart, that he gives us perspective for eternity. And so no matter the hurt that you're feeling right now, no matter the frustration, the pain, the irritation, the struggle that you're going through right now, I want to encourage you that if you just let Christ in, if you let him lead you, you may have been thinking about letting go of your life. You may have been thinking about committing suicide, as Samantha said, the, the 10-year-old child that just took her life because she just didn't see any other hope. She didn't see any other way out. I want to encourage you today to continue to press forward, to see the joy that Christ brings. No one in your life can, to, can make you choose the joy of Christ. You can only accept him. You can make that decision for yourself today. And I encourage you to do so. I encourage you to be resilient no matter what you're facing right now. To, as I would say, tie another knot, pull yourself up, and keep moving forward. Keep bouncing back. Keep seeing the positive. It's okay if you see a blue sky with sunshine and it's raining outside. See the joy in it. Go sing in the rain. Go, you know, go like the old movie, jump in some puddles and just get yourself all soaking wet and just be refreshed. But take the joy that your life brings you. Allow yourself to see the positive because there's nothing wrong with seeing the positive in a positive life. It leads you to a positive road in your life. It allows you to be able to overcome the challenges that you're facing even now. And I know some of you are saying now, well, that's, that's, I, can't, I can't believe that if I just see the positive that things are going to change. I, can't, I, don't, I don't believe that works. Well, I dare you to try it for about two minutes, positive thoughts, and allowing yourself to feel the uplifting feeling that comes from thinking positive thoughts. And then transition to thinking negative thoughts and see how that feels. Then decide which one you want. Which one do you really want? Do you want the goodness that you feel by seeing the positive? You're going to have negative situations in your life, but can you see the positive in those situations? Can you see where you've learned through those experiences? Can you see how they're bringing you to the other side of who you are or they're helping you to sharpen those skills or abilities or that gift that God has put inside of you? Whatever it may be, there is a positive side to it. I love Romans 8 and 28 because it reminds us that, that all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. All things work together. You know, if I've experienced one of the most challenging years at work this year, and I had to keep reminding myself of that scripture, Romans 8 and 28, all things are working together for my good. It doesn't look like it today, but it's working for my good. It don't feel like it right now, but it's working for my good. I had to keep reminding myself that. And you know what? I, I am so grateful that God has allowed me to, to have people in my life that sow that into me so that when I want to give up, that I have, I've drawn into my life those people who share the same likeness of positivity where they can pour that into me. And that's the other thing I wanted to say. 
is that if you don't have someone that can pour positivity in your life, you may have to check your associations. You may have to check those around you. So Doc and Samantha, we've got about 10 minutes left on the broadcast today, and I want to give you guys a, a chance to talk about some key things that stuck out to you guys as we've been talking today about resilience and recognizing how important it is for us to rise from the ashes of our lives, the struggles that we deal with, the pains that we experience, the challenges that we face, and to rise above them. So, Doc, I'm going to start with you, and then, Samantha, if you would, come in right after, and then we'll close the broadcast out today. Just take your time and just share some of the things that stuck out to you. Doc. Wow, wow. Everything stuck out to me today. And it it, it is so important to understand that, you know, life is full of a lot of possibilities, as you you stated earlier. And, And I would say seek for them, you know, seek for the, you know, seek for them, and then you'll find you know, happiness in the midst of that, uh, because you you'll find yourself constantly pushing forward. You'll find yourself not quitting, not giving up. And you know, uh, um, what you know, a scripture that stuck out to me was uh, the story about Isaac. You know, when he went to you know dig some wells because there was a famine in the land, and it was it was important for Isaac to because he remembered where there were some wells that had water, and he went and redigged the wells that his father had had dug before. And there was water, but when he found the water, he had people that was fighting against him. So you're going to have these times where you're going to have, you know, areas in your life where you find, you know, what you're looking for, but then there's a, there's going to be a fight because, you know, they don't want you to have what you know belongs to you. And that's not for you to quit or give up because Isaac was a prime example. He kept going forth and he kept digging. He didn't He didn't stop. Once he found it, because people and when people came up against him to to tell him that they you know they fought against him to take the water away from him, he didn't give up. He said, "Okay, you can have that water, but I'm going to dig another place." And he continued digging until he 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 didn't have anyone fighting against him. And once he didn't have anyone fighting against him, that was the place that he found his happiness. That was the place that he found his joy. That was the place that he had found his peace. And I want to encourage those of you that are out there today, remember that life is full of possibilities. Seek for them, and there you will find your happiness. Don't give up. Don't quit. Continue to press forward. You have something to live for. Amen. And and one of the things I would like to add, um, Prophet, is even as you were talking um and you mentioned the the bounce that power in the beginning to to challenge thoughts. Um, that's one of the things I would I would like to add that bounce back power is simply um, fight back power. It's being willing to fight back against those things that would try to come against you, um, and it's finding that way that that way. How how are you um, wired to fight back? Even as Pastor Charlene mentioned the digging the wells, and and so he just kept digging till he got to a place where there was nobody fighting for what he what he needed, what he was seeking for. Um, so it's finding that that fight back power. And how how do you fight back? How do you how are you wired? How are you equipped to bounce back in the midst of opposition, in the midst of of just feeling broken within yourself, in the midst of rejection? How do you find resiliency? Um, and fighting back, part of that fighting back is, is, is like you said, Prophet, is choosing to see the good even in broken pieces, um, choosing to, to, to find the good even in those things that seem like, you know, it's, it's the worst day, but I, I thank God and I give him the glory for um, for what is taking place. And I might not al- always understand what's taking place. I might not always understand what's happening in this moment, but God, I thank you um, for what you are about to do, for what for what I I put my faith and my trust in that, that you're going to do for me. Um, so it's, it's having that, that, that ability, that desire to fight back, to challenge those negative thoughts when they come up, um, when they try to make you uh, go and cower in a corner, when those thoughts try to make you feel like you're not worthy of the love that, that God has already placed on your life, when, the, when those thoughts come up to try to make you feel like you're not worthy of, of, of being a part of this family or being in this job or being, you know, being these, these people's mother or whatever the case may be, you have to know that you were put in that position for a reason. Sometimes it's hard and we were put there to learn, but don't give up, don't quit. 
have that bounce back power that says I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens me, that I'm, I'm worthy of the love of, of being loved. I, I, I see value in myself. Somebody loves me. And it's like Prophet has said, finding those people, getting in that circle where, yes, there are people that love you. You have to begin to remove yourself from the negativity and begin to see the positive. You have to begin to to see the the clouds breaking breaking and the sun shining through. But you have to put yourself in that place and in that position and finding those people that are there that that are going to to speak uh, strength into your life and that are not there to break you down. Well, ladies, I am so so very appreciative of everything that was shared on today's broadcast. I I hope those of you who are listening have found something that we've shared to be encouraging, to be impactful, to spark something in you, to tie a new knot, and to encourage you to move forward. As we close out today's broadcast, as always, you may know someone who may have been, who seems like they've been acting a little bit different lately. Maybe they've been sadder than usual. Maybe they've been struggling a bit. Whether it's a guy or a girl, doesn't matter. I encourage you to share this broadcast with them. I encourage you to share it with them to help them to go past where they are today, to to move beyond the current um, challenges that they may be facing. And sometimes if you just feel that unction inside of you just to share it with someone, because sometimes we just don't know. Sometimes a person is smiling on the outside, but on the inside they're completely torn apart. So I want to encourage you today to, to be that light and share with someone who whoever name just pops up in your mind and in your heart. Share it with them today. And share the love of Christ with them today as well. God bless you. I'm so thankful that you guys have joined us on today's broadcast. I pray that something that we have shared with you will stick with you throughout the the rest of this year and on to eternity. I love you so much, and thank you for being a part of the Women Camp community. God bless you, and have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining the conversation with us today. We want to hear from you. So go to our website at www.women-camp.com and share your comments with us and gain more information on the Women Camp community and upcoming events. As always, thank you for tuning in today. We wish you well and have a wonderful day.